Welcome to the High Impact Podcast, everybody. My goal is to connect my super cool friends in my circle with all of you. So that being said, today on the podcast, I have Jessica Brock. Jessica, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. Your story, I feel like, is going to be super impactful. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to, uh, my my podcast, podcast is called the High Impact Podcast. So obviously, I want to have people on um, that I think are going to make a difference with you know, my circle and my audience. And so you came to mind. So we're going to go all over the place, if that's okay with you. Sure. Going to kind of, let's talk about, because we were just sitting here trying to figure out how long have we known each other? Gosh, um, I would say probably at least 12 or so years, don't you think? So this is 2021. Yes, you're right. You're exactly right. So 2008 is probably when we met. Yeah, maybe maybe a year or two before that, but it's been a while. Maybe. We were both in property management, right? Yeah. At that time, mm-hmm. we... Um, and we use that term all the time, but for those who don't know, that basically means we run tiny cities or apartment communities. So um, you did that for a while, quite a while, right? I did that for a while and then moved on to corporate marketing, which is um, a graphic design major. So that was more along the lines with uh, what I went to school for and then was in corporate marketing for about a dozen or so years and then now branched out and started my own business. Which is really why I wanted to have you here because obviously I just want to make sure that everybody, um, I just feel like there are tons of people out there who may want to take a step, but either they don't have the confidence or they don't have the know-how to, you know, where to get started, what that looks like. So we are definitely going to touch on that because you went from corporate America, Mm -hmm. aka paycheck, to working for yourself and being dependent on your efforts for income. So I can't wait for that. But tell us a little bit about, um, so I met you and you were, I believe, living in Oak Ridge. So have you always been rooted around this area? Did you grow up here? I did. Actually, my husband and I both grew up in Oak Ridge and are still heavily involved in the community. Our family still lives there. My daughter takes dance there. Um, So we do live in Knoxville now, but uh, yeah, we're born and and raised East Tennesseans. That is so cool. And I'm thinking back, I believe we had a mutual friend, a couple, so maybe that's how we met with Erin. I think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Maybe you went to high school with her. I did. And then I met her in college at Tennessee Tech, and then they moved back here. That's maybe how all that came to be. Mm -hmm. So cool. So Corporate America, tell me about the corporate marketing, because that can mean a lot of things. What all did you do in your corporate marketing job? So I managed creative processes and uh, just the brand consistency um, for those years. So just making sure that the way that the brand I worked for was perceived through either uh, communication or through, um, so written communication, it could be visual communication, just making sure that we were consistent and uh, that we were, you know, perceived as how we wanted to be perceived. That's cool. And you hear about those jobs, like I I hear about those people that have those really cool jobs, but I've never, I don't even know if I've ever known anybody that actually was responsible for a brand. That's a lot because you think about the different brands and you think about, okay, when I see this logo or when I hear about this brand, I automatically think of this. So was your, was your brand, um, was your company a local company or was it a national company? It was a local company. And that is something I think is probably a little bit more unique to Knoxville. There's not many large corporations that have um, just internal staff that manage those types of 
uh, roles. You know, a lot of times they're farming that out to ad agencies um, and creative agencies. But I was very fortunate that there was a company here in Knoxville that um, had an in-house team and allowed me to do something that... Uh, was really uh, honestly a lot of fun and something that was so aligned with kind of my passion. And I bet so you your your schooling your education was graphics, yes, right. So I bet I can only imagine what all you were able to kind of garner from that corporate marketing job and the branding job to now lead into your to what you're you're doing now. So tell me the story. I think your husband did it first. Was tell me yes. the story. Tell me how all, sure. all that kind of worked. Yeah. Out. So my husband has been in the insurance industry for about sixteen years. He started off as a captive agent and then in 2005 actually opened his own independent agency. That's cool. Um, So we have had a goal, honestly, since then, um, you know, maybe a little bit after the fact, but to have what I'm going to call a full service agency where we can offer life and health and annuity products, which is what my husband does, and then also offer auto and home insurance as well. So that really, from a client's perspective, you know, we become kind of this one-stop shop. Absolutely. So what, so he did financial products yes. mostly, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And now, so fast forward, when did you kind of jump in and say, I'm, I want to quit my job, which we'll talk about that in a second. But sure. So when did you kind of jump in and decide you were, wanted to do this with him and both be independent contractors, essentially? Yeah, you know, so I'll say it happened recently, um, actually 2020 of all years, Oh my which <laughs> I know is crazy to think about now, but um, in the moment, it really felt like like the right time. We have two children. One is 10 and one is seven. And honestly, just from a mother's perspective, as they've gotten older um, and they're, you know, beginning to figure out kind of what their goals and aspirations and dreams are as far as um, schooling and extracurricular activities, you know, it was just a time where my husband and I came together and, you know, began to start thinking about and planning kind of for our future as a family. And my son is a really big baseball player. He loves the sport and has goals to play in college and hopefully professionally one day. So, you know, as we just started thinking about the future, you know, you've been in the corporate world as well. You know, there are certain things that can um, tie you down a little bit, for lack of a better term, as far as not having as flexible of a schedule. And, you know, when I think about my kids pursuing their dreams, I want to be there right alongside them. And have the flexibility to do that and not have to ask for vacation time and, um, you know, just all the the red tape, I'll call it, that comes with holding a corporate job. So that, in addition to kind of having this goal of having a full service agency at some point, uh, those two things combined, just given the ages that my kids are now, really kind of led us down this path. So now, so so he's doing the financial stuff, and then what are you bringing into the, what's the name of the business? So the, the, the business is called Risk Insurance Solutions, okay. and that's a little acronym um, for the city of Knoxville, Retirement and Insurance Solutions of Knoxville. Oh, so how cool. he's the retirement side, uh, like you mentioned, the financial yeah. side, and then I am actually a licensed auto and home insurance agent. That is awesome. Um, yes, so, and then I can provide commercial business insurance as well, so. Okay, awesome. So, okay, so now you guys are evolving into this more of a full service um, company. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what, do you remember your last day in corporate America? Or do you remember um, turning your notice in, how that felt? Was it scary? Do you remember any of that, like the transition? Oh, absolutely scary. You know, it's something that I would say having the stable salary of corporate America is definitely the 
key reason that it took us so long to kind of get to this point. You know, it's tough to walk away from a stable salary to, you know, working for your next paycheck because we're in a strictly commission-based, you know, business. Absolutely. So don't you think that there are other um, women and men out there that maybe just really would love to do that, but they just, do you hear that ever? Do your friends reach out and say, I'm so proud of you. I could never do that, but I'm so proud of you. Or do they, I mean, I, I hear that when people ask about real estate, they want to know, um, well, I'm so excited for you. It looks like you're, you know, enjoying it. I just couldn't do it. And I always wonder why couldn't you? Mm-hmm. So, so I know there are people like us who are driven. So I understand there's a drive factor, but also don't you hear, do you ever hear from those people and just kind of think, but why couldn't you? Right. Yeah, of course. And I do think there is a drive factor involved, but then you're almost, when you're put in that position, almost on overdrive in a sense that you know you're a driven individual before and you know that you you could handle it or you're willing to take the risk to do it. But then when you physically are sitting there and you have to do it, it's like, it's go time. I mean, you're, you know, so... Um, I think at that point, even even for people who may not, who may feel a little bit less driven, I think when you're in that type of situation and you know that it's, you know, kind of fight or flight at that point, you just, you do it and you make it happen and you do whatever I, it takes to make it happen. I agree with you. I, I do think, though, there's a breed of folks yeah. that are willing to do it and there's a breed of folks who... Either, either they may not be willing or they just haven't found the right motivation. So, you know, I just think, I do think it takes a very special person to be able to do what you did. Um, and then for all, all you other folks, I'd really like to encourage you just to really Absolutely. analyze what's keeping you where you are. Because I'd rather, you know, I'd rather depend on myself every day than depend on somebody else. Right. Because I know, I know what I'm going to be, yeah, be able to do. So, yeah. Um, so tell me what it was like turning your notice in at work and what did they say and did they try to keep you and, you know, it actually, all the stars aligned really. And it ended up being a situation where, again, as I mentioned, I started this business in 2020, things were changing, businesses were pivoting, um, certain positions were moving or being consolidated. And so it was kind of a synergy of everything. Uh, I had been looking to get out and and start something fresh and on my own. The business was actually relocating my position to our home office in California. And so it was just a lot of like, you know, puzzle pieces honestly coming together. Something that I'm not sure if I wouldn't had that little push to really make the leap. Because like you said, it is scary. Um, scary. But then hindsight being on kind of this side of it, I refuse to allow myself to fail, you know, so um, I'm not, I, you know, now being kind of over the hump, I'll call it, um, it's not as scary it's as not maybe scary. it was before. Yeah. And would you ever go back? Uh, no. So, so obviously you want to do this so that you'll have time for your, for your children and to do their things and who, oh my gosh, I hated asking for time off or I always felt like I was an inconvenience, even if I had a dentist appointment or something that I needed to let my boss know about. It was, uh, so all that is, is awesome. But don't you also feel like you're helping inspire them? Of course. Because I do feel like there's a generation, uh, maybe the baby boomers out there, maybe our parents, you know, who, who, 
grew up in a different time and that entrepreneurial spirit wasn't part of what they, they needed a nine to five. They needed that money coming in and they look at us like we have three heads because we've done this. But do you feel like really cool about maybe setting your children up to be able to dream a little bit bigger? I, that's one of the things that drives me every day. You know, I, my husband and I talk all the time about, I wish that, you know, back when I was in school, you, you always heard about, you know, going the the college route, which is great. And I'm encouraging my children to do the same, but you know, you heard about kind of getting in this field or getting in this field. And there wasn't ever a lot of discussion about starting your own business Mm -hmm. and what that could provide your family. And uh, so that's certainly a conversation that happens very frequently around the dinner table in our house. Um, And yeah, I mean, I have both a son and a daughter and I want both of them to, um, know that as long as, you know, they are willing to put in the work, then uh, they can they can have whatever they want. Absolutely. Um, so tell me a little bit about what your day looks like. So I know for me, being self-employed, is it looks way different than when I went to my corporate America job. But I did keep a routine kind of for myself because I'm a routine type, type gal. But what does your day look like on a day-to-day? I would say it's kind of similar to the corporate world. I think I adopted the same kind of philosophy and just keeping my day structured and organized, um, making sure that I've allocated time not only to, you know, be able to service my existing clients, but then focus on attracting new clients. So I try to kind of organize my day in that way where I've got dedicated time um, to do the administrative stuff, which is kind of a whole other animal (laughs) just just yes 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 Yes. so do the administrative and then handle existing clients and then obviously you got to get out there and and hustle to find new ones so tell me how you're hustling how are you finding new business how are you convincing this person to switch from this auto insurance to your auto insurance how does that actually I would assume that's very competitive it is it is definitely competitive I would say one of the uh, differentiators for us is that I'm an independent agent. So I'm not tied to one particular company. So uh, I have a lot of flexibility for my clients, not only to meet their coverage needs, but also meet their budget needs. You know, so that's definitely been kind of a key, key selling point for me is let me take a look at your existing coverage. Let me shop it around to 20 or so of, you know, the top national carriers and then see if I can come back. Um, with a better a better plan for you. So, for example, a State Farm or a Farm Bureau wouldn't be able to do that because they're they have that's their parent company. That's right. right. That's right. And they're they're writing business through that one company, and they don't have the flexibility to uh, maybe reach out to a Progressive or to a MetLife or to um, you know an Encompass or Foremost or yeah. Yeah. So how are you attracting those? How are you getting your phone to ring? Or are you literally going out and grabbing people and saying, hey, let me show you this. Let me do this. Or is it a combination of both? What does it look like to acquire a new customer? Sure. It's it's kind of a combination of both. I would say, um, you know, when I wrote down kind of my business plan, first and foremost, I think, uh, you know, and you maybe did the same thing in your business, but and it, it might be a little bit harder in real estate. But first and foremost, I tried to, you know, identify my circle of influence. Who are my family and friends that, you know, might be interested in me kind of, you know, reviewing their existing coverage. And then from there, I would say my husband and I both kind of had this philosophy of owning our zip code, right? So identifying my local community and kind of working my way into that community as far as, you know, getting to know people or 
you know, even from a marketing perspective, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, one of the, the wonderful benefits about him having been in the industry so long is, you know, people are trusting him with some really sensitive, you know, information yes. and products. And so the cross-sell opportunity was another thing that really led us, um, or I guess encouraged us in this process, was he has a database of clients from the last 16 years that hopefully, you know, if you're going to entrust him with your financials, then um, it's kind of a no-brainer, right, to trust with auto and home insurance as well. That's really cool. So did your um, experience with the branding and all that, did that help? So, so your, when your husband, was it, has it always been called risk? So he was actually retirement and insurance solutions before, and then we rebranded to risk whenever I joined uh, the agency. So is that a complete, like you did the logo design, mm-hmm. you did everything? Yeah. So did yeah. your, I'm guessing that your corporate America, all all the stuff that you did there for branding really came in handy. 1,000%. Um, you know, my husband and I were just talking this morning about, you know, this email marketing strategy, which comes from some of the, uh, you know, marketing channels that I was managing in corporate America. So I have experience in email marketing in design and branding, in social media, and obviously, as you know very well, all of those um, aspects are really, really important. So if, if, if there's someone listening to this that maybe doesn't know, maybe they need one or two pieces of information, maybe they're self-employed, and they'd really love to get their, their brand kind of out there or um, ramp up their business, with regard to email marketing or social media, any of those pieces that you just mentioned, um, can you give a couple of maybe pointers to people like what would be a a good a good way to kind of get that ramped up yeah absolutely I would say number one is consistency okay so if you're going to start a Facebook page or start an Instagram page or even you know begin an email marketing campaign I would say just be consistent um, it doesn't have to Gosh. be every day. It doesn't have to be multiple times a day, but, you know, set aside one day a week or one day every other week and make sure that you are dedicating the time to develop content for that particular channel. And that could be a podcast that could be, you know, video is obviously all the rage and a lot of the social media channels are certainly rewarding you with exposure, um, through, through video. So I would say those are really, those are certainly things I'm focused on um, in my own business and hopefully some good pointers that I can provide to everyone else. Yeah, I just did a, I'm doing this series, 12 things I've, I've learned after 12 months in real estate. So yesterday's day was day six and it was video. It was all about video. Yep. So tell me how comfortable you've always been in front of the camera <laughs> and how that's changed now that you own your own business. Yeah, so certainly, <laughs> I think we might have talked about this before, but definitely not comfortable in front of the camera. But again, it just goes back to one of those things like, you're so motivated because this is your business and your name is on it and your reputation is, you know, tied to it. And um, I just kind of had to get over that fear a little bit and just jump in head first and be okay with being on the other side of the camera yep. and just doing what it takes. And when you're really, really passionate about something, that makes it a lot easier. I agree. I agree. One of the things I mentioned in my in my video yesterday was there are, I hear all the time people are just, I'm not, you know, I, I don't like the way I look on camera. And my words were, get over yourself because yes. your customers need to know, like, and trust you. And it's really hard for them to do that if you're not on video, in my opinion, these days. Right. So I, I do, I really feel like video is is kind of the way 
um, like you said, you get rewarded on social media for, for video. Speaking of social media, do you have any advice for people who think they need to be everywhere? TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I mean, what are, what's your advice for folks who just feel like they need to be on all the platforms? So my number one piece of advice would be know who your target customers are and meet them where they're at because they may not be on TikTok yeah. and they may not be on Instagram, you know. So um, definitely identify who you're targeting, um, figure out, at least to the best of your knowledge, um, yeah. what platforms they might be engaged with and meet them there. Uh, that, sure. That's great advice. I So I love Snapchat, but my clients aren't on Snapchat. So for me, Snapchat may be five minutes a day just for guilty pleasure, but then the bulk of the, the time that I'm going to have blocked is going to be for channels where they are. That is great, right. great advice. Talk to me. You were talking about time blocking. Um, do you paper plan? Do you digitally plan? Um, I know you block, but do you write it down or actually account for the time, or is it just something that you keep in your mind? I do both. Okay. So I will block time off digitally, um, you know, in my calendar, and then all of my to-do lists are always paper-based. Yes. Um, so I, I do make note of, uh, you know, certain calendar dates and appointments and things on paper as well, but most of that is really done digitally, and then, um, yeah, always have to have a to-do list. It's I know. Like I paper plan. I love the paper. I love it, but I still have to do things digitally. I'm, I wish I could be all digital, but I, I just love, there's something about yes. paper and pen. I agree. I, I don't know that I could, I, I do try to be very conscious and go digital as much as possible, but yeah, there's a certain, um, just for me, certain things about flipping through or, you know, having easy access via paper. I agree. Um, yeah. But it works I, well. I just figured it was my age, but that's okay. It could be my age, too. Um, well, I'm much older than you, but that's okay. <laughs> no. um, so tell us what is coming up. Anything exciting? Uh, I know we're um, still in our in our pandemic. I, I get all that. But um, are you guys doing any events? Is there anything exciting on the horizon for, for your business? You know, I think so. I think as things settle down a little bit and maybe more, um, you know, businesses and social gatherings start to uh, come back more to what I'll call normal, Yeah. Uh, which I know it'll be a nor new normal, but um, yeah, absolutely. I think um, there will be some great ways that my husband and I can, can partner together and, and better serve clients. And we really didn't get the opportunity again because of the time that we introduced, um, you know, the auto and home side to the business. We didn't really get like a... Mm -hmm celebration or you know not a, a ribbon grand opening cutting. or a reopening yeah. right right or ribbon cutting Maybe so that's what I'm hoping to do that here in the future as well especially now that weather's nicer and we could I think we could host something outside yeah well tell me a little bit um, about you personally what are what are you into what do you like anything about about you Sure. Um, let's see. Well, I'm a mom first. Obviously, I love spending time with my kids. I love following them, follow their dreams. My daughter's a dancer, which is very near and dear to my heart, something I grew up doing. And uh, like I said, my son plays plays baseball and, and basketball and all the boy things. Um, so we spend a lot of time together as a family, you know, <laughs> at this point in our in the stage of parenting, I guess, we've kind of have to divide and conquer a lot, but we spend a lot of time. We own a boat. Um, we love Aww. the lakes here in East Tennessee, so we spend a lot of time on the boat. Do you have a favorite uh, in the lake? summer? Um, you know, I think there's different aspects of different 
lakes that we really enjoy. We spend a lot of time on Loudon. We spend a lot of time on Watts Bar. Mm. And, um, yeah, there's definitely unique things about each one of them that we really enjoy. That is cool. Have you always been into boating? Or is that? we? So I grew up, my dad's a big fisherman. Oh, so okay, cool. So we grew up, um, we had family members who had lake property growing up. So I've, I'm always a water baby. Wow. Um, from day one, lakes, pools, you name it. So you are and just anxiously awaiting. Are you probably, have you already been out this season? We or have not yet. Kind of waiting on that. We have not yet. I have thought about a little, you know, dinner cruise or something maybe so one Just night, let me which, know when. Yes. And I'll, yes. Just, <laughs> I'll just set aside time. Absolutely. It's so fun. Yes. I didn't, I wasn't into water growing up. I never had access to a boat or any. I rode a jet ski for the first time. I think I was 41. Wow. And it was Watts Bar. And I have never, you could hear me laughing for miles. I had the best time ever. Yes. So I just came into, that's why I asked you, I just came into the water thing yeah. um, recently. Yeah. So it's really cool. And I'm always fascinated by people who are different than me. So like I didn't grow up around water or boats or, you know, fishing, any of that. So I think that is so, so cool. And you're right. We have so many really cool spots around here. We do. We are so fortunate. Um, you know, obviously the mountains in our backyard, but then even the lakes that we're surrounded They're by everywhere. as well. They are everywhere they and are. they are gorgeous. Well, tell everybody how, because we want to be able to help you grow your business. So tell everybody um, what you can help them with and where to find you exactly. One more time. Yeah, absolutely. So the business is called Risk Insurance Solutions, and I uh, am a licensed agent that can provide auto insurance, home insurance, boat insurance, yes. um, RV, and then commercial business as well. Okay. And you can find us on Facebook at Risk Insurance Solutions. Our website is riskinsurancesolutions.com. And uh, I would certainly encourage everyone that's listening at this point, especially given kind of what we've gone through the last year, I would say putting my business hat on from an insurance perspective, you know, a lot of building materials have gone up over the last year, which I'm sure you're very aware yes. of. So I would encourage people to, I think now's the time really to review review your existing policies and yeah. take a look at what your coverage limits might be because because of the things like that, like building materials, um, you know, your home may be worth a lot more to rebuild if something were, oh, that's were to a happen great at idea. this point. So it's definitely a great time to just review what you've got out there, you know, similar to thinking about refinancing and things of yeah. those nature. Um, yeah, definitely review your existing coverage, your policy limits, and, uh, you know, the replacement value of your home might be a lot more than you think it is. Never thought about that. So kind of just like an audit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, that's great. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Thank I, you. I love it when people take uh, make big moves and just take action. So I applaud you for it. It's hard. I know it's hard. It is, yeah. um, it's so rewarding, though. Right. It is so rewarding. So congratulations on everything that you've got going on. Thank you. And really congratulations and kudos for doing it during a time when a lot of people just shut down. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm so happy Thank for you. you. You know, I'll help in any way I can. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank and you for having me. Absolutely. And guys, if you need anything from Jessica, we will link her information below. Just remember this podcast is to connect my awesome friends with you guys and my community. So keep subscribing, keep checking back for, for podcasts, and we'll have more cool people like Jessica on every week. Thank you, Jessica. Thank so you much. so much. I yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely.